listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. All alone on the telephone, 800-866-8883. Self-radicalize. What on earth are they talking about? I'm looking it up on my iPhone, and they don't know. What does it mean, what is implied with self-radicalization, I can't even say it even, radicalization? Let me see if what I'm saying or seeing is, is describing the behavior. I think I can share with you the behavior of what it means. And it's difficult to, to discuss it, but I don't think I will find any difficulty because to radicalize this is to find things out in your, about yourself and do and create the, the changes that you need to change and mostly evil. Mostly evil. And so I'll wait until a few minutes pass because the six minutes do not uh, do the people who listen to my program uh, any good because many stations keep not all but some and so I will just tell you that I'm going to talk to you about it in a way you've never heard it before and I'll say this much to you radicalization or radicalizing is a self-created PTSD. Now you would wonder, how would you scare yourself into doing crazy things? Well, I'll explain that. It's not quite what I said, but it is the how-to, because somebody has to do to it and have a how-to. But what about self-radicalization? That's important. Uh, we, we're going to have lots of that as as we fail to understand to the degree that America, and I don't think it's going to happen now, we have Trump, but just for heaven's sake, you need to understand that many of you are committing suicide because self-radicalization does something that will cause you to want to kill yourself or kill your friends. Now, that's really strange, isn't it? Why? It's PTSD. PTSD. And PTSD means post-traumatic stress disorder. Post, after, is a situation. Post, post. I can't, I can't find the word T, post-traumatic or traumatic stress disorder. You also forgive me, I'm 90, so you're going to have to have me have a, a little um, a weakness here and there. But I will understand it, and I, I want you to call me if you don't understand, and the number to call is 800-866-8883. And remember, this program is um, not free. We have to pay for lots of things. We have, we, we have, you know, people that work for us. We've got all kinds of bills and things like that. 
and it's it's expensive. But we we give the, the military we give the military the means of helping them to overcome PTSD, and I know that the um, the people themselves. Those who live in, in, in the country are not, are not in, the, in the cities, are not going to war, where you get post-traumatic stress disorder, because the, the, we, we, as human beings, as um, more civilized than the ones we're fighting, the ones we're fighting are horribly dangerous, horribly dangerous. And I don't want to go into how they do it, uh, but when a, a person who is not, prepared uh, to to go to war and and see the horror of what they do purposely to little children and women and cut open their guts and pour out the blood and pull out the baby and chop its head off. When you see that, you get shocked. And when you get shocked, you're no longer yourself. You are no longer yourself. They know, they, these wicked people know how to make you wicked and kill yourself. More people die, more soldiers die, many more. I don't know the percentages, it may be five times as much from post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a force in them that I'll sure explain to you Presently. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding... Here is Roy Masters. Now, may I suggest you pay attention and call a person to listen to this with you? Because I'm going to discuss radicalization or to radicalize. I looked in my iPhone to, for a meaning of it, and it's clear they do not understand it. Very clear. But I understand it. I understand the use of the words as it should be. It's to do strange things to yourself without knowing why. And which ends up in killing yourself and or murdering your friends instead. It gives you two, it gives you two choices. PTSD, let's start with that because that's radicalization by somebody else, by dark forces. I'm meaning the dark forces that are uh, um, trained and noble noble soldier fighting for something noble and then f facing things that, that love all the things that are ignoble to the hell and to the depth of it. And so they don't realize when they go into battle, they're going to meet evil. 
Hitler Germany, ISIS, that kind of thing. Murderers and killers. And they're all radicalized to kill and murder. See? And there's forces that support that. And there's rewards for it. Women, money, that kind of thing. That's what the soldier gets. He loves, he gets the feeling of power. See? And so they become what they hate. In other words, in order to be one of them, you have to have, you have to be uh, in, inoculated, so to speak, when you come into the world. And in those places at ISIS, you have education to the children where you slap them and beat them every morning just, just for no reason at all, blah, blah, blah. And you have no life of your own. And you get hateful, hateful. And you have to make a person, re the kids, more and more hateful, more and more hateful, more and more hateful until you've taken on the identity of the killer. But you don't, they don't, the killer doesn't kill. He only gets you to do it. And that's radicalization. Um, but radicalization goes on the same way when our soldiers are in war, in battle, and we are educated and we're civilized. But those people are not civilized. They're killers and murderers. And there's ugliness in them. And our, our noble soldiers don't have what they have. Yeah, they're not perfect, but they're not as horrible as that. I, can, I remember a story in, in one of the newspapers. I never forgot it. Um, America, the soldiers at Vietnam, I think it was, they, in, they inoculated the children from, from whatever the disease was. It was necessary. And when they turned around and came back, they'll see a big, a big pile of arms. They cut off the arms of the children just to spite the people who try to help them. How dare you help my kid, those kids? These kids are, these kids are, well, we need those kids to turn them into, to radicalize them into, into being hateful and powerful and to the extension of us. I don't know if I put emphasis on that. However, we're going to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder and then we're going to do it, well, i explain to you why civil, well, citizens do it to themselves. Yes, self-radicalization. And the enemy is there. And I'll, I'll talk to you about that before I go to speak about what um, PTS, um, which is post-traumatic, post-trauma, traumatic stress disorder. And there's the disorder thing that comes into you when you react to it. Now, if I'm a perfect person, decently or almost perfect, and I'm just about to be there, uh, I'm just making this up, and the devil comes in, in a form of a human being and really upsets me immediately. The minute I get upset, right at that moment where I could just find paradise, if I'm, if I'm not careful... If I'm not warned, which I'm warning you, the cruelty, the energy of cruelty carries with it like a radio network. 
and, and puts into you their nature. And you become one of them. And when you become a one of them, your conscience bothers you, and it seems like the enemy. Your conscience turns around and makes you feel like the conscience is the enemy. And therefore, you become one of them. You do unto others that was done unto you. In the beginning, it's maybe light, but as you become hungrily, when you see that it works, and the more you get upset people, the more power you have over them. And they will become one of you. And so you've got somebody else doing it for you. And doing unto others what was done to you goes through the whole country and controlled by one man. Hitler, so to speak, or ISIS. One man understands that, and one man keeps it going. Hitler was one man that made all of those people, all of, all of, of Germany, into killers and appeasers of killers. See, and so now we're going to. Have to but the, how do you deal? Now the question is, and if you stay with me, I will deal with the antidote of radicalization. But. There's a way of doing it, and I, you can't always fix that. You have to kill them or put them away somewhere, which is a waste of money. Or maybe a, a little while, there's always a possibility you leave them in a, in a, a situation, in a, a prison, and as years, years go by, that person might become better. Who knows? There is a chance, but rare. What really happens is, and this is the system, you have a shock when you're born. And remember what I've been saying for several days now, that when you, you, when you come into the world, you come into the world to a radicalized mother. Now, radicalized does not need has to have to be terrible. It's a, just meaning a change, and and not having the knowledge of good. It means that your conscience bothers you, and 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 the more you practice, the more you upset you are, the further you get from. The, the spirit of love that will save you from that. It will remove the, the effect of the dark side of the force that entered you and upset you and made you turn upset, meaning upside down, backside up, so to speak. In other words, you... Jesus mentioned to it in the scripture, he says, um, there's no love in the world. I, I just forgot what it was. You see, I don't, I don't depend on, on any pieces of papers to remind me what I'm saying. And sometimes I forget what I want to say. Do unto others what done unto you, but that's not what I want to say. 
um, oh, I wish it could come back to my, 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 my voice to tell you. And maybe it'd be too late to make that point. But I could see it there coming. I could see it, but I can't find the words for it. See, but that's the nature of my elderliness and not the fault of my creator. No man can, there it is, no man can, um, no man can save, no man can save, no one can, oh dear. Well, in other words, you cannot have two, must, two masters. You could, can obey, respond to one and not the other. There it is. I hope I didn't cause anxiety in you. But that's it. So you see, you cannot have two masters. But reaction, a horrible reaction, changes you against, I guess, against your will. Because the will of God is not the same as the will of the devil. So they're both wills. One represents the darkness, whatever darkness is whatever the kind of listen and the other one is a, a, a cloud of beauty and wonder awareness and peace and no emotions can get you how is it you're listening to Advice Line with Roy Masters call Roy at 1-800-866-8883 okay so far now, this is the result of, of PTSD. Um, let me see. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, post, is after. It means afterwards. The effect of what happens on, on the battlefield. You carry the dark side home with you. It was the shock of seeing pure horror over again and, and being forced to kill them and getting gratification from that. There it goes, see, so to speak. But the shock puts the nature and psychiatrists, are you listening, you bunch of idiots? Excuse me. But you should know better than you. You don't. You can't cure post-traumatic stress disorder. You can't. There is. You. You don't understand it, and I'm going to explain it. It's spiritual. They. They bring the devil home with them. Yes, post-traumatic stress disorder. It. It bring, means you're bringing the nature of the enemy home with you. And the amount of time that you're fighting those people, every reaction in that fighting emboldens that thing until you cannot trust yourself and therefore words and instruction, even though you're miles away from the battlefield. It's in there. And you know there's something wrong. 
because when a, a bus backfires and you react and you find yourself as, as a soldier, you may not know this because you have not been in the military as I have, but when a bus backfires, immediately the room becomes the battlefield. And he sees what I've just described. And he gets his gun, and he's about to shoot his kids. But he can't see that they're kids. He can see them as the enemies. He doesn't see it. He's made to see, to visualize, to fantasize, but not something he he's in control of. It is you, The scene appears, and you, 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 you jump behind the sofa. He does. Jump behind the sofa, and there, he's going to shoot. And the, the, the little voice inside him, listen to me. They're not telling you this, but there's a little voice inside them, which is like a voice which says, if you don't kill yourself, I will kill your family. And the, the truth is, he's so controlled. In other words, our soldier our veteran is so controlled by this game that was played on in horror, purpose horror. Purpose horror does it. And the more horror, the better it is for ISIS or anybody else. But you understand, when you're fighting blood, horror, everything you see, injustice, in the nth degree, it affects you. Listen, if only kids, the kids at school get upset you, you come home and broken. A kid could do it to you, but not to the degree, but sooner or later, yes. Because the, the, if you can't deal with it and you're struggling with it, it only gets worse. And when you look to people to help you, the people that help you make you worse. They are appeasing you. They are making you feel better than you deserve. And then you begin to hate them. And now that brings me around to the story. Because you can hate your parent. You can hate anybody that loves you too much. Now, assuming you have this problem, and somebody is is, is, um, having... Kindness with you. Sympathy. And it makes you feel better. But that feeling is not better. For the person to tell you that you you are better and make you feel better is only going to make you worse. So that the dark side has a nice side, a present side. So when you look for love in, in the world in the wrong place, the tendency is for you to look for love in the wrong places. In that cry, how many understand when I say you're looking for love in the wrong places, and a person appears and it looks like they're very careful and they give you something and they're nice to you, and then all of a sudden you find you're in a trap, and then you begin to hate the person, and when you hate the person, you become more like him, but less than him. In other words, you feel like you love him 
and that you and and, and you and because you are halfway decent, you feel guilty for hating. And the way you make up for that guilt is to go along, to get along and get relief from it. But you don't get relief from it because you embolden the bully. And it never stops. And if the bully is, if the person is not a bully, is one of your friends, then you find yourself in this situation. Like the gentleman who called about three days ago and and admitted the fact that he he had the choices, one of two choices, and one of those two choices was to kill himself or to kill those friends. Why do you want to kill the friends? Because the friends don't know about your situation. You look normal, but you're not normal. And but but the point is they see that you're troubled and they want to rise to the occasion of your need as it's natural natural. But the natural thing turns into, into unnatural, meaning you don't take it that way. You feel like they're in, emboldening what's wrong with you. To love what's wrong, love you is to love what's wrong with you. And so this man that called the other day, he says, what am I going to do? I, I, I'm angry. I'm so angry I want to kill how many of you have felt so angry you want to kill? Because in our country, we have situations like this, millions of them. You have no idea how cruel parents can be to the children, especially on the left, where there's no morals, where you're not mean, you're not, you, don't, you don't have a good father, you don't have a good mother. Your mother can't be bothered with you. She's a drunk, etc. You just I don't want to build an idea, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm not very good at explaining all that, you, but you, you don't have to be too intelligent to understand what I'm saying. On the other side, we also have problems, but more so on those as more broken than us. But here it is, the situation. Damned if you, Damned if you're loved. Damned if you're not. And so here's this man that came. This, I discussed it with him and I helped him to pull this out here. Not that he got better, I don't know yet. He will call. But I understood it, helped him to understand, hopefully, uh, so that the, the, op the options here are equivalent post-traumatic stress disorder and you have a an identity you brought the enemy home with you and this enemy inside you wants to it, it wants to kill it wants you to kill uh, it, and it's 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 deeply buried in you and you have terrible anxiety and Kind of naturally, when I said kind of naturally, I'm trying to express it and, and cool it down a little bit. The tendency is to be loved by you, the family. But unbeknown to the family, the love they give to you emboldens the darkness of the force. In other words, you don't take it properly. You when, you get, when people 
feel sorry for you or love you, and they don't know what love is, it becomes, it makes the person more hateful. And so this man, for the night, expressed that. He found himself, he was out camping and shooting with his friends. But his friends does not know what's going on in his head. And as a result of the kindnesses and all the rest of it, he feels emboldened, kindness, what we call love. But most of us don't know what kindness really is, but it's the best they can do. And they don't know what love is, but they do what they think is caring. And that's, and that's understandable, and we need to have discussed that some other time. Because it's not their fault. They don't know what's going on inside a person with post-traumatic stress disorder. He doesn't understand the machinery of the mind. And so every time they raise to love and be friendly with that veteran, it emboldens him. And then he's angry, he's upset. He's further away from God. How terrible an anxiety. And he anger and anger turns into want to murder. And he and all of a sudden he finds himself wanting to murder his friends. And the only other chance is to kill himself. Does anybody understand what I just said? Self-radicalization is very similar. When you have problems with your family and everything goes wrong, and people have dis- and wicked people have disturbed you. You tried your best, and the more you try to be good, the worse you get. Because in the world you live in, good is hated. See, good is hateful to the, to other people, to the evil ones, the wicked ones. So when you're kind, they take advantage of that. And they take advantage of it to upset you and make you one of them. And it's successful. They can make you into a murderer. And since you're going to be a murderer, you might as well... You can be loved by it and have be respectable by the people who have shaped your destiny. I'm saying to you, there's a, there's a cure of this. And... Please, God, I want you to listen to me. I want to be able to, I'm not a young man, but all through the last 55 years with the, with the, with the um, media, especially with Obama, I could not get through as well. I have given the foundation of human understanding, not I have given away about 150,000 CDs in the beginning, but we couldn't get to people after that. It was difficult, especially with the situation when I moved into Grants Pass. One of these days, I'm going to show you what they did to me. They almost murdered me and my family here in Grants Pass 35 years ago. 
I stayed here and, and built a beautiful school. And it's still working. Bright Academy. You get good educations. And it's a refuge for if you want to come up here. It's, it's a lot better. But I only have about 20 people at my lecture when I had you know, three or 4,000 people because they're too afraid to associate with me because they actually they, they had to have the sheriff come in to keep away from being from having having myself killed because I had a radio station of I created a radio station and I did my best with it and it actually became very successful I won't I won't talk about that anymore but during that period of time I had to be protected by it, uh, the sheriff of another county where, where our, my radio program was. That's many, many years ago. But to this very day, my name is Blackened here in town. So I can't do much, but I'm all right with it. But I'm going to reach out. Now I've got Facebook. I can reach out to you. And, and my problems, I've always learned that there's reasons for everything. It made me a better person. It made me a better person. I can take and lose things and, not, and have hard things done to me and not be affected or afflicted. I afflict the afflicted. That's what I want you to do. That's the only cure. That is the only cure I will share with you. to Advice Line with Roy Masters. Call Roy at 1-800-866-8883. Good evening. I want to take this opportunity to ask you, look, if everybody listening to me, if everybody listening to me right now, which is about a million people, at least, at least on the time, I got. I really don't know how many people because on my Facebook, I went up to three hundred million, and I'm going to do this today because next Sunday there's a holiday, and I forgot the name of it. What's the holiday from next Sunday? Memorial. Yes, and if you go to my web, if you go to Facebook, you'll see a picture of me in my uniform as a young man of eighteen with a rifle. And I have something to say and when you read it. There's only a few words on top of that. I thought that would be a, a nice um, way of starting the day and to say thank you for our soldiers who have to suffer all that. But I want you to know at least 10 times more people, more soldiers die from post-traumatic stress disorder than casualties death by bulls, by 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 war I didn't know how to say it any better and there was there's more people killed than there's more people who kill themselves than are killed by our soldiers by the number the number of deaths when they come back they cannot resist 
the power to cause them to kill somebody or kill themselves. That's radicalization. A person who's radicalized or self-radicalized, and so there's not much of a distinction between it, one is done to you to radicalize you. And that's what ISIS does. They're cruel to their children. They are as cruel as possible. If you want to look into it, I don't want to. I don't, it's horrible. I tell you, they deal with their children with terrible, terrible ways. They, the whole life of their teachers and mentors is to turn them into one of them and so that they can do the killing and the power of ISIS, etc., etc. And Hitler didn't have to, he was perfectly safe and he didn't have to kill somebody. People would do it for him. And America is becoming that way. Half the country is subject to that, more than half, and that's the left. But you've got to be very careful that you better be good to your kids. But the trouble is, if you're good to your kids, what once you have upset them, it's very difficult to up to upset the upset, to overcome, to take away the upset. You don't know how to do that. You you don't even know that you've done it. And then you want to help the child that you just screwed. And you feel guilty. And you, you run after that kid and try to help him and want to give him toys or want to give him a nice car. And it's all called, and he hates it. He, but he may take it, but then he feels less than a man. And instead of, so, so your mother, in this case, just in the single case I'm making here, the mother trying to love what what she caused to hate, in other words, and trying to run from her. The mother that tries to help him emboldens his hatred towards his mother. He may take it, but he takes it with a snare. He takes it because he needs it. In other words, the mother becomes the pusher, and he's the pushover. And this makes him angry. And when it makes him angry, he wants to kill his mother. I know a story like that. You want to hear it? Just for the hell of it, if you don't mind. This is a true story. I have no name for it, but I do remember reading the story many, 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 many years ago. So it's all done. But this mother hated a kid, and the boy, the mother was so hateful, the son became addicted to his mother's will, and he hates his mother. And so he can't help Hades, he can't kill his mother right now, because his mother is the source of his existence, in a manner of speaking. It's not a good distance to, to, it's not a good situation, but still, it's a sense of worth. His mother will embolden him, and and she emboldens him with one or two things. She loves the, him the way he is, and he hates that. She hates him and pushes him to do more, to be more angry, and to because her mother is venting it, not getting enough 
pleasure from relief and putting her ugliness into him, one way or the other. I once, before I finish that, I once saw a movie that made a, a point of this. It was beautifully done. Here's the movie. The mother, i just seen the scene, the scene. I didn't see the picture. I just found it on the on the website, not on the website, on, on my television. It was there. And she's, in, in the movie, the mother is damning the child, cursing, yelling, screaming, Mom, don't, Mom, don't do it. No. And for about ten minutes in the movie, there was that, all of a sudden the child yields and sinks into the mother's arms. And then she says, there, there, Mom loves you. What she's done, she's, she's, she has put herself in the child and then loved it and gave it a sense of worthless worth and relieved the anxiety for the moment. But the moment will pass. And now in coming back to my story of the mother that's cruelty, he began. He killed, I think, nine. Nine, women, and everyone looked, liked the mother. It's like, when when a, a, ladies, when your father fails to deal with your mother, there's a cruelty in her, and there's a cruelty in the love she gives you because she had no business. She does not know what love is. The man should know what love is. The man should be a. But the extension of Jesus, as Jesus is this extension of God. And so, but he doesn't have that. And even, even if he goes to the Bible, it doesn't mean he has it. Some of, the, some of the most wonderful Bible people are cruel, are really cruel. And they go and give a lecture, and everybody loves him, but they don't know the, the home life of that. And many prostitutes come from such a home, believe it or not. See? And so, um, I'm beginning, beginning to forget where I was aware, but so far, I'm making a point that love and hate, in other words, versus the hate, in this case, then comes, oh, my dear, oh, I love you, thank you, and mommy's sorry for that, she's not, and she grips the child and completes cycle and so the child can be made to do anything else and as long as the mother lives the child will be loyal to it and learn and she may die from from cancer in case because if she if she doesn't do something with it and take love and do unto others what was done to by him to her mother doing unto others what was done to her then and then he gets love energy from another person and passes it to his mother. And you have a system, political system like that, doing unto others what was done unto you. Or rather than do, 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 doing unto others as you would have them do to you. It's a big difference. And so we've got two distinct ways. I want you to understand that you are destroying your children 
without knowing it. And on the left, they destroy their children because they want to do it, because they want to make them hateful towards what's good. See? On the left, they're hateful for what's good. They hate, they're terrified of Donald Trump, terrified with all the people. And they've all got common sense and good hearts. You can see it. But they are afraid of that. And Hitler would have been afraid of it. If Churchill would have got into power like like um, Obama, if Churchill would have got into power in time, there would not have been a war. But he wasn't allowed because the per- the head of um, the British broadcasting system was a sympathetic person to the Nazis and wouldn't let him speak. But there would not have a war. And I am trying to tell you that those who are radicalized are have been hurt and hated. And they tried their best in the beginning to, to be something better. But they, they don't understand. When they look for something, someone to love them, they'll love the worst in them. They either love the worst, they either they love the worst. Uh, if, you're, if you're on the right, you may, you may not know what you're doing, but it doesn't matter. If you try to love that person, if you, don't, if you don't know what love really is, if you don't understand what's going on inside his head, he will take that from you and appreciate it and hate you at the same time. And the more you give, the more, the more cunning he gets to get. And so it, it, it's, it goes that way. And so the man that I'm talking about, many many. All of you who are listening to this, I hope that the veterans are listening. God bless this cotton socks. Um, they are not being treated properly. They are being murdered. They are being killed by the medicine they take, the drugs they take. You can't cure it with drugs. You can't cure it with drugs. Say it after me, you cannot cure post-traumatic stress disorder with drugs. But you can with love. I'm not talking about the love that you don't understand about. You see, I don't have any love. Roy Masters has no love. Not, not, not like yours. Yours support was worse. Your kind of love, but especially the... the, the the little bugger you just created, excuse the expression, and then you run after it, love it, wanting to love it, and to love it, it feels like it wants to put you. It wants to possess him. The person you're running after feels like you want to possess him, and he'll fight you, and kill you, or run, and you find him in jail, and you go in jail, and you visit him, and he doesn't see see you. All right, now, are you understanding 
that post-traumatic stress disorder and self-radicalization uh, and being radicalized has to be with you have to kill somebody in some gangs in order to join you have to find somebody in the street and kill him, and then he gets a, a pat on the back. And in, in South Africa, or Africa where I was, uh, not very near certain places where the big big commotion, where six million people died in the next, uh, I can't remember the name of the country, but I was in South Africa, which bordered that country. You can't think of the name of it, but you know, and six million people, six million people, Black people were murdered by six million black people. Yeah. And something could happen the same way here. See, because we're divided. And you call it a divided country, but you don't know what you're talking about. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the news doesn't know what it's saying. The news can't cure you. The news is only the news. And it's up to you to, uh, to do something. I say this, understand, if you want a cure, love your enemy. And what I mean, it has to be divine love and not a corporeal love that you have when you're part animal and part human, in conflict with your human. See? You do not know what love is. You do not ha know what a Jesus love is. No one ever seen a Jesus love until Jesus came. And then they looked, and he was kind and gentle, but there was an energy coming through him. And if he stand next to you, the energy for, there's an energy that he doesn't feel. Jesus only knows that the Father is in him and he is in the Father. And that's as much as he knows. He knows that what comes out of his mouth and what he does is what God has put in him, and so that he doesn't take any credit for it. And he gets more love. The more, you, more, love he, the, the more good he does, the more love he gets. There's no end to it. But there's no emotion. And there's only... A, a kind of a invisible electricity that neutralizes everything the person. Every oh, yeah, this is a program number eight nine nine two. I got my glasses on. If you were to get a copy of it, it would be nice. Um, we're preparing to, I'm giving, preparing to, before I leave this world. I want to, I'm leaving it to very, very nice people here. It's taken me years and years and years to gather, gather together just a few people that work and help the transmission, transformation of my work to just, for everybody enabling to get to my website and just decide what he wants, what the problem he's got. He got cancer, then he puts them in cancer, and I will show you how to overcome cancer. 
But it all begins, the, the, the cure of everything has to get to the root. And the root, when you came into the world, the world came into you. Now here is what you need to hear every time I talk to you about it, because not everybody hears it every time. So when you come into the world, uh, when every baby is born, do not underestimate a, a child, a baby. He has more intelligence when he is first born than you will ever have. And as he begins to become aware of the culture, he becomes aware of it, he's in conflict with it. He may not notice it for the time. He may not notice it at first. But sooner or later, he experiences one of those situations. Some um, radicalized person. We're all radicalized in some way. We all have the dark side in our thought, in ourselves, telling us what to do. But the utmost one is experienced by the soldier who brings the enemy home with him. I mean, really a polished job. And the, the, and the psychiatrists do terrible things. They do not know. They, do, they are dying, dying five, six a day. They keep dying. It goes into the hundreds of thousands. There's more dying than fighting in the war. You come home with it, and, you, and it tells you. It tells you. It, it exists, and you don't want to stand in their shoes. Trust me. I'm not lying. It never, I never had to stand in my shoes, but my experiences over the years are tremendous. I know everything about what needs to be done about. And I've been given away. And at, at just a little touch of what I'm saying, do you want to get your children back? Do you want to recover from your diseases? Because all of the diseases, all the sufferings, all the, the drugs, the addictions, addiction is not a disease. It's, a, a, it's a, the hunger to the dark side of the force, to like the, like the, uh, the uh, I can't find his word, like the um, drug addict, the drug addict, the drug addict looks for someone that comes from the dark side of South America, from the jungles. Drugs. He looks for it. He searches for it. He pays for it, and he he thinks he is being served and lifted as a person with conflict, greater conflict. And sooner or later, the conflict is like scratching nails on a chalkboard and multiply that by 
hundreds and thousands, and a person will want to kill himself to keep everything quiet. And on the other side, it isn't quiet, and it's worse, and it's forever. The identities and the spirits never die. They end up in one realm, and the opposite one juxtaposed to the one that created man. And so, but that light can live through you in this mortal form. It can live in you. And and if you choose to hear what I'm saying and appreciate what I'm saying, that of yourself you can do nothing. The Father within you, he doth the works. That's what Jesus said. I mentioned it yesterday. You don't worship him as God. You don't dare to do that because it's anti-Christian. And I want to read it again. Because if you don't believe it's there, I'll eat my toe. Excuse me. It's right here. I'll make a little noise. Here it is. And he says, um, John 14, verse 10. Believe me, uh, believeth not, uh, I'll say it again, because my glasses, believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doth the work. And then in the other place it says the same thing again. Verse 20, he says, In that day, which means he's going to get executed, you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I, and I in you, etc. And so I want you to listen to what I'm saying. There's no harm in it. Don't get angry. Don't get upset. Uh, it, the power is there. Just trust me where I'm coming. I'm the authority be, uh, that the man that you need to be your dad. It's okay to look at me that way. And please call my office, 877... Wait, what is it? I forget. 877... 3227. That's the number to call tomorrow. And we haven't had any mail for the last two days, which is unusual. Uh, So we need to keep things together. If you all send $10, if everybody listens to me, just sends $10 just today, that'll be enough to run the business for at least five or six weeks. But it won't happen that way. Most of you don't send anything. But you're getting better. Pay it forward so others get it also. And the post boxes, one, post office box 1000, Grants Pass, Oregon 97528.